Today on the Believer's Voice of Victory, join Gloria Copeland and her special guest, Billy Brim, for more insight into the firepower of prayer. Be a witness for God as you discover how prayer brings the Word to life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Billy Brim's back with us, and she's teaching us some good things. You're going to like this message. Actually, Billy, you're... All, you're just turning me on now. Me ahead. too, and we talk between times. And uh, we're here learning this ourselves. That's right. And meditating on it. And God is revealing some things to us. So I want to take you back to the beginning, the book of beginnings. And I'm going to read from Genesis 2, 21 and 22. We read it yesterday, but we're going to go back there. And I'm reading, I've got it on a sheet of paper here, but I typed it from this uh, Hebrew translation. The Jews have been speaking Hebrew for a long, long time, 4,000 years. So I like the way they translate things. So here's how they have translated Genesis 2, 21 and 22 in the uh, art scrolls, Humash. So Hashem, God, cast, and remember that's his name, yod heh yeah. cast a deep sleep upon the man, and he slept. And he took one of his sides, not one of his ribs. I don't know where that translation came from because it's not what the Hebrew says. There is a Hebrew word for rib, but this isn't it. This is the Hebrew word for side. He took one of his sides, and he filled in flesh in its place. Then Hashem fashioned the side that he had taken from the man into mm. a woman. And he brought her to the man. And the man, and this time it's the word Adam, said, quote, this time it is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. You see, God had had all the animal kingdom go before him. And he recognized in that part of the animal kingdom that does not have intelligent speech, he could find no one. So he didn't find anyone for him. So God had to show him that lesson. So he said, none of that. In, I'll read verse 23. And the man said, this time it is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This shall be called Isha, or woman in the female gender. For from Ish, was man, male gender, was she taken. Therefore, a man, Ish, shall leave his father and his mother and cling to his wife, Isha, and they shall become one flesh. Now, this is also a note that I took from that, that Hebrew Bible. Adam named her gender Isha because she was taken from Ish. Left unanswered, however, is why man is called Ish. That name comes from Esh or fire. So these Hebrew commentators, these rabbis, all through the centuries, they've wondered, why did God name the male from the root word ish, fire, and the woman from fire. See, they know that. Whenever you look, here's how it goes. And I'm asking them to put up a chart of how Hebrew words, they mostly come from 240 root words. And there are families of words. And you can imagine it, Gloria, like a, like a hub of a wagon wheel. Yeah. And the root word will be in the middle. It can be two-letter word or it can be a three-letter word. This is the most well-named known Hebrew word in the world. What? what is Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hmm. And uh, it's a root. It's a root word. Amen. 
And it literally means, may this prayer come true. So then just by adding vowel sounds, you get all the words that come from, made up from this root mm. word. So here we have the root word, amen, may this prayer come true. And so what words do we get from it? Emuna, faith. faith. Takes faith for a prayer to come true. Mm -hmm. Ha'amin, believed. You have to believe for it to come true. Emet, you have to have the truth. How interesting. So these words, and any time a Hebrew speaker looks at a word, he sees the root word. It stands out to him, comes off the page. So he has revelation. He has revelation just by looking at the word. Now, here's what these Hebrew commentators said. Adam named her gender Isha because she was taken from Ish, man. Left unanswered, however, is why man is called Ish, because that comes from the root word Ish, fire. So I've asked them to make some charts, which we looked at yesterday, and we're going to look at again. Does that have a sexual connotation? It, it does. Actually, it does. Um, and, and so uh, I'm asking them to put up again the three, the three words. The first one you're going to look at is the word esh. Mm -hmm. And remember, you're going to look from right to left because Hebrew reads from right to okay. left. So the first letter is the word, uh, is the letter aleph and then sheen. Every, word, every letter in the Hebrew language is a word. This Hebrew word sheen, Gloria, mm -hmm. it, it's the word for teeth. And can you see how it kind of looks like teeth? Yeah. Little Three little teeth yeah. up there. So the first word is aleph, which comes from the horns of an ox. And um, these words together, aleph and sheen, make the Hebrew word fire. Now, when it comes to his calling the male ish, you see the aleph on the first and you see the sheen at the last, mm -hmm. but we see a little letter added in the middle. It's the yud. And this is man as the male gender. Now we look at the word isha, hmm. aleph, sheen, and this time he has added the letter hey. And this is isha, woman as the female gender, but both of them have as their root, esh, which means fire. Hmm. Now, the four-letter name of God that we say Jehovah, it's the word for the eternal, and it means he was, he is, he will be. That's yud, hey, vav, Hey, so what did he do? He took the first little letter, the yud, and God added the yud to ish, fire, to make it ish, male. He took the second letter, hey, out of his name, and he added it to ish, fire, to make isha. And the two letters that he took, yud and hey, they make up the word yah. That's used in the Bible a lot, Yah, as That's the name of God. God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It and you say it every time you say hallelujah, mm -hmm. a praise yeah. to God, Yah. So here we have putting mm, into, adding to fire, and I'm going to read here some of their comments on that. Before creating uh, her, God brought all the creatures to Adam so that he could see for himself that none was suited to his needs, and he would ask for a companion. Then he would appreciate his newly fashioned mate and not take her for granted. Yes, get that, fellas. Adam named her gender Isha because she was taken from Ish. Left unanswered, however, is why man is called Ish. The name comes from Ish or fire. 
Because man is unique among all living beings in, the, in his characteristic, it's symbolized by fire. And from the fire that makes up the man, we have verve and enthusiasm, but we also on the wrong side could have lust, lust and initiative. These characteristics enable man to achieve dominance, attain wisdom and develop culture but the same fire can cause the mass destruction that has marred humanity almost since the beginning of time. Controlled and directed, that fire can create spiritual kingdoms that surpass the angels. That fire is creative either of good or of evil. The presence of godliness in human beings is expressed by the letters that are added to their names. Yud in Ish and He in Isha. These two letters spell the divine name Yah because God must be present in the union of a man and a wife. If they allow him in, their union is godly. Isn't that great? If not, they are left with Esh, a destructive fire yeah, that will true. not only harm their own relationship, but may well unleash a conflagration that will mar, harm all around them. Now think about it, Gloria. Here we see the male and the female. We're gonna see a, a union here, mm-hmm. man and wife. If you don't add the yod and the hay, yeah, to that union, you're just gonna have, like it says here, fire that can be destructive. Now think what the New Testament says. Whom God hath joined together, let not men put asunder. If God has joined that union of the Ish and the Asha, Mm -hmm. his name is in it. And they're going to have a good union. But if you leave godliness out of the union, and let's say it was only uh, lust of the flesh, you don't have a good union unless it turns to God, unless it adds God to the the equation. So there is something about man that has this added to him and um, bless the Lord, glory to God. I think I'm gonna go right on over to, um, to If this. a born again man and a unborn again woman marry, they don't have the same. They don't have, uh, if God has to be in her and it has to be in him. But, you know, then they can, she can come to the Lord or he can come yep. to the Lord. But that's why it says in the New Testament, if the unbeliever depart, then go. you're free. So praise the Lord. There's a lot, lot, lot to see in though. here. At our Sunday 3 o'clock prayer meeting, this is what started me on this fire business. I had, I had heard Ken preach on fire. At our, he preached on fire at our autumn assembly. And, he, and I understood, they, some of the helpers told us this, that uh, he prophesied that the year 2018 was going to be Holy Ghost and fire year. Holy Ghost and fire. So I heard him preach on fire. I heard him minister on fire. I, heard him, I saw him lay hands on people at that Saturday morning at our, yeah. our conference, and they turned red right in front of my eyes. Hmm. I'm standing up there right by him. And Bibi, the lady who does our hair, She's one of the helpers around here too. Thank God. And uh, people say to me, your hair really looks good on TV. And I said, well, I just wish she could travel around with me. But no, she traveled around with Gloria. You can't have her. I can't have her. I let you. 
I'll let I'll you, share you her. share when I come down here. Holy Ghost. So Christ. anyway, I'm at our three o'clock uh, prayer service out at Prayer Mountain. And I'm thinking about Ken, preached on fire, laid hands on people. And then I saw this in the Bible, the Ish and the Isha. And that there's something about the essence of man that's fire. So I come out to our three o'clock. They're really special people. We're 17 and a half miles out in the boonies. And on Wednesdays, every Wednesday at noon, we have a stream live prayer meeting, noon central time. And people join us from all around the world. But on Sundays, we don't stream it. And oh man, on Sundays, what happens on the mountain stays on the mountain. <laughs> we don't care no if we roll in the floors. Missing. We don't care if we understand everything we're talking about or not. So I come up there and I've got these same notes and I got that little file that we showed the people, Ish and Isha and Ish, the fire is the root of it. And so I start talking about man's essence being fire. And of course it is a prayer meeting. And around the room, people start, they think of this scripture. What about this one? What about that one? So here's some of the scriptures that we thought about. It was like popcorn. It was coming forth, you know. So one symbol that the Bible uses for the Holy Spirit is flame, fire. Mm -hmm. So of course, we're going to think about this scripture, Acts chapter one. And when the day of Pentecost, here it is right here. Mm -hmm. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Yeah. And suddenly Goodness. there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And he, this word in the Greek can be translated it or he. Here it should have been he. And he, the Holy Ghost, sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, who is a fire. And instead began to... Are you saying instead of it? It, it should be, be he. he. Mm -hmm. okay. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now I'm thinking here, see, we're sitting in there and we're thinking about this. Of course we thought about this one. There's something about men and his makeup that has a very essence of fire. So when this Spirit comes that Jesus had promised to them, their spirits are, are they, they're, they're uh, creatures that have to do with fire. And here comes the fire of heaven meeting a fire in a man. Their spirits leapt up. Leapt up. Flames here, flames yep, there. I see it. Ah, Gloria, that's what's happening to me right now. Praise I hope God. it's happening to you. Praise God. I hope I hear you all the time. I go around this country or around the world. And you say, I got me a cup of coffee too. I got me a cup of tea. And I'm sitting there. I feel like I'm right with you. Do you feel what we're feeling right now? God is revealing things to us. Praise God. We pray for the wisdom, spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes, and it's coming we to us. We love your word, Lord. We love it. Now, the Lord had promised them that this would happen. So we're going to read some of his promises that he made before the Holy Ghost actually ascended on them. This is when he was getting ready to ascend into heaven. Luke chapter one tells about it. He's getting ready to go up and they're all assembled together. And verse four, this is Acts chapter one, verse four. And being assembled together with them, they're out on the Mount of Olives. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father, which saith he, you have heard of me. Now, what is that promise of the Father? John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized.
baptized with Ooh, yeah. the Holy Ghost. Not Aren't many days hence. Changes everything. Yeah. So this was coming up in their very near mm -hmm. future. Verse 6. When they therefore will come together, they ask of him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? He said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons when, which the Father has put under his own authority. That's going to come under his own authority. And that word for power, translated power, is exousia, which means authority. Uh, more than one word in the New Testament is translated power. Now we're going to see another word. Verse 8. But you shall receive power. Mm -hmm. This is the word dunamis. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Witness. Now here... Now think about it, Billy. I never thought about it exactly. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Go, will you think of something? Pop in there. Uh, this, these broadcasts go all over the world. That hadn't always been available. No. But now they go all over the world. But Jesus prophesied it. There right it there yeah. on that yeah. Mount of Olives. I got goosebumps. Me, uh, Gloria, that's what, that's what we, when you get something, let's just put it in here. And I know Glory out there God. you're getting something. Bless the Lord. Praise God. That's truth. Right there, he said, now you go wait in Jerusalem, and this word's going to get even to the uttermost part be, of the world. It will be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Jim, and Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the world. <laughs> I never had chill bumps, Gloria. Chill bumps. I've got them. See my. We're, we're, I we're, never had equated. We're that part with of that. We're part of, of God that. And the, you know what we're doing and others are doing, on television. I mean, they're watching you down in there Australia. There was no way to do that, and no way to do that. No way. In those days. But he spoke it. Except God's way. He yep. spoke it, yep. and it's right. going to come to pass. That's and right, right now, there are people watching us in Australia. I guarantee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are people watching us in Tasmania, very bottom, we would say, and, and in, in New Zealand and those islands. Oh, my father, my father. Now, we, we, we do want to notice the difference in the words power here. Uh, there are the two Greek words translated power. There's actually five of them, but we're just going to look at two of them. The King James Version of the Bible uses one English word, power, to translate several different Greek words. The two of the most interest to us are the word dunamis and exousia. The Companion Bible in Appendix 172 defines their meanings. Dunamis is the inherent power, the power of reproducing itself, from which we have English dynamics, dynamo. Dunamis power is wow creative. Exousia is the Greek word that's authority or delegated power. The liberty and right to put forth power. We see the two words in uh, Luke 17 and 18 and 19. And the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power, exousia, authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power dunamis of the enemy. Praise God. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Man-ish and Isha, 
whom God somehow connected with fire as the root word are indwelt in their new birth by the spirit of God, which is the spirit of fire. Now look at Luke three sixteen. John answered saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but mightier than I cometh, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. So they're told even before Jesus comes, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Yes, amen. You know, I just had a thought about people. There's a lot of people that are bound up with fear of everything. You know, this they have words for different fears. Oh, yeah, names. Now, think about this. Uh, the I've never thought about it in this way before. This says, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. We've all thought about that over all the power of the enemy. And, and th look at the last part of that. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. You take hold of that scripture and any thought of fear ever tries to come on you again, you rebuke it and cast it out in the name of Jesus. Nothing. You have the authority. We, we, have, we have protection. Well, what about this? What about this awful thing? What now, if what this if that problem goes on? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Because you've got authority. That's right. But you have to take it. You have to take it. Act on it. Yeah. You have to do. You don't let fear. If you let fear in, you shut faith out. You have shut got faith the authority. Out, you don't have that power. Actually, to tell you the real truth, you've got the authority to stop things from happening. That's right. You've got the authority to stop there from being a shooting at your school. That's right. You've got the authority to stop there being a terrorist attack in your streets. If people would walk right. down a certain street in New York City and anywhere else, and they're sitting in the heavenlies at the right hand of Jesus, and they take their authority, demons can't drive people. That's right. I'm thinking of some uh, a terrorist attack that happened some time back, and his neighbor said he was a nice man, but this doesn't make sense. Well, demons tempted him. That's right. And 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 we have got authority over demons. Uh oh, we're oh. out of time. Take your authority. Study and meditate yeah. on these things and rebuke the devil off your life, off your situation, off your family, off your circumstances. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.